So in today's episode, I am going to talk about the magic of three mindset. I'm going to share with you how I use that mindset to actually launch this idea and this podcast. And I'm going to share how you can use it to make magic happen in your life. All right, so I have a confession to make. I can't stand following the herd because if I do, then the best that I can be is average. And I have zero interest in average. I want remarkable. And the only way to do that is to think different. So I'm studying game changers, trailblazers, rule breakers, awesome makers, and those crazy ones who are looking to change the world and sharing what I've learned so you can make remarkable happen in your life. My name is Dean Dwyer, and this is The Mindset Show. Hey, so how are you doing? Welcome to the first official episode of The Mindset Show. Now, if you're new to the show, you've never heard who I am and this first time you're listening, uh, if you were on my email list, then you have already received about 11 of these unofficial uh, versions of the, pod- of the podcast. I was using this, uh, I was using that forum and that avenue and that audience as a way to just sort of uh, I was trying to find the exact voice that I wanted to have for this particular show. It's not the first podcast I've had. Uh, I used to have a show which I had launched back in 2012 called The Make Shift. That's right, Shift Happens Show. I uh, did about 83 episodes of that. I think the last one appeared in 2015. And I've been invisible uh, online for the last couple of years as I was looking to sort of identify what it was that I wanted to do next. And I thought the magic of three mindsets is actually a great introduction uh, to sort of explain what that mindset is, but how I used it to actually launch the show and then what, what, uh, how you might be able to apply it to your life. By the way, you will notice I make a ton of mistakes when I am doing these sorts of things. And uh, it's not a show about perfection. It's a show of imperfection. So I keep all of those things in. There'll be no editing out of any of my mistakes. You're going to hear me when I'm drinking my coffee or my water. Uh, When I drop my iPhone, which is what I'm recording this into right now, whatever happens during the show, it all stays in. So anyhow, uh, let me jump right into the episode. So um, the first thing I'm going to start with is how this... Uh, mindset actually came to be. Now, this is a Dean DeWire original. It was something that I have observed in the real world. And the first time I noticed this idea of the magic of three was actually uh, in a book title. Tim Ferriss, back in 2007, wrote The 4-Hour Workweek. And his subtitle for the book was essentially three ideas. It said, uh, which I've never, uh, I've never forgotten. Which I also think is a great, uh, is a great, is great marketing when you can write something that people will forever remember. But it was live anywhere. Sorry, <laughs> there we go. There's my first mistake. Uh, that's not, that's not the first thing they said. It's uh, escape nine to five, live anywhere, and join the new rich. Uh, and I was fascinated with the fact that there were these three ideas in there. And and I, I really felt that there was something to that. And I began to think a little bit more about it. And when you when I started thinking about it, like I realized things like, you know, when you hear like like stories that have been passed on for centuries or decades or however long the stories have been around, but uh the three bears, the three musketeers, the three blind mice, 
Uh, Snow White and the Three Dwarves. All right. I was just testing to see if you're listening. But like three is everywhere. And uh, any of you familiar with comedy, uh, one strategy that comedians use to tell a joke is the rule of threes where um, you're setting something up. And so you uh, it's sort of a series. So the first two things, you know, you, you, you know, um, geez, I don't even have an example for that. But anyway, let's take my word that comedians use it in order to get a laugh. They, they, they. They state two things, and then the third thing is uh, completely opposite of what you think it's going to be. So they kind of set the brain up. They set your mind up to think a certain thing, and then they they change direction with something else, and that's what gets the laugh. But anyway, so I was fascinated with that. Like I thought, I really do believe that there is a a magic to three. And I thought, how do I... What can I do with that idea? Like, how, how can I, you know, how can I leverage that somehow and take advantage of it in my life? And so what I, I started to do was I was trying to think of like, could, could I create a model around this that I could actually use? And so again, with this whole thing about three, um, I then stumbled on not, not, not late in my life. I'd stumbled on it back in high school, but the Venn diagram is also three circles. Uh, and if you're sorry, not to not to bring math into a podcast, nobody wins when there's math in a podcast. Um, but a Venn diagram, which I believe, fun fact, event, invented by Mr. Venn. I don't know his first name, but I believe his last name is Venn. Hence the name Venn diagram. Yes, you can use that at parties, my friends. That was free of charge. I don't charge for that. Um, you won't be the most popular person at the party, but you will have a unique story that you get to tell. Anyhow, um, so the Venn diagram. Uh, again, is I'm going to try and explain this on the podcast, but it's three. If you don't know what it is, it's three circles that all uh, interconnect. And so there's a point where all three connect together. And at that point, for me, that's where the magic happens. If you can bring three seemingly unrelated ideas together, where they merge is where magic happens. And um, so I thought, well, how do I – how do I use that to sort of figure out what I want to do next uh, in the online world? And not just in the online world, but with my life. So um, I mentioned earlier that um, I had my podcast. I used to be in the paleo space. Uh, I had a blog. Um, I had begun to make a name for myself there. I, I wrote a traditionally published book uh, called Make Shift Happen, uh, which was Change How You Look by Changing How You Think. And then, um, uh, but I, I, and I thought that was my thing. I thought, this is the thing I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Uh, after about a year, I realized that, you know, I, I mean, that's a small portion of my life, but I didn't want to be talking about that for the rest of my life. And so, um, that was sort of the beginning of the end. Things kind of went downhill. I became very inconsistent with the stuff that I was doing simply because I was really conflicted. I, I, I was interested in other things. I was fascinated with how people design these amazing life lives for themselves. I was going to say lives. <laughs> I'm also not grammatically correct in this podcast either. And also free of charge. Um, so, you know, I was, I was sort of really at a crossroads. And for me, I'm an all or nothing kind of guy. There are pros and cons to that uh, little bugaboo. But um, I decided that if I was going to really figure out what I was going to do next, I needed to take myself right offline and really sort of dive into what that next thing was going to be. So I took my, I had a couple of blogs. I took my blogs down. I uh, I deleted my podcast. 
I deleted my Facebook page. I deleted my Twitter account. So there was no version of me online at all uh, as I tried to sort of figure out what it was that I was going to do next. And so I took uh, what I want to kind of walk you through is the thought process that I used to sort of get to this point where I decided that mindset was going to be the thing that I was going to commit to. And so I said, like, it was it was really I was sort of all over the map. Even once I took myself offline, I had all these ideas. Um, but, you know, one of the, the things that I learned, you know, when I was doing all my other stuff was that I was just doing stuff like I didn't have a master plan. I didn't really know what I was doing or why I was doing it. I just thought, no, this is there's an opportunity here. And that's sort of what we're taught, right, like to to go with these opportunities. But. You know, one of the, I heard somebody say this one time and I, I love this and I should, I, I will do a podcast episode at some point in the future was don't get good at something you don't love. And I was getting good at something I didn't love. And so I thought, well, how do I, like, how do I find out, how do I invest in something that I do love? And so I decided to use this magic of three mindset to kind of figure out what my next step would be. And it wasn't just um, brainstorming a bunch of ideas, but it was, there were three specific criterion that I was looking for and the idea that I was going to invest in. And so again, imagine three circles. They all connect together. So in the first circle, I had um, the 25-year mindset. I will do a separate episode on that mindset in and of itself. But what I'll introduce you to today is just some of those mindsets that I used and how it sort of all came together to create this thing that you're now listening to. So the 25-year mindset, not my idea. It's an idea that I got from a gentleman by the name of Dan Sullivan. Uh, Dan Sullivan is an interesting guy. I believe Dan is 73 He's got a couple podcasts. He, he coaches some of the top entrepreneurs in the world. Um, fascinating guy. And, and he's doing this at an age when everybody thinks like at 73, you should be sitting in a rocking chair, you know, drinking coffee and reading the newspaper. And he is just getting started. And I love that, that approach that he has to life. That's another mindset though. But the 25 year mindset was this whole idea of like committing to something that you would do for the next 25 years. I have never thought that way. I mean, most of the time, I don't know what I'm doing next week, let alone what am I going to be doing for 25 years. But I, that's exactly why I loved that mindset was that because it was going to force me to think in a way that I had never thought before. And I needed to do something completely different. And I needed to be somebody completely different than what I was, than who I was before. Uh, if I was going to find something that I was truly committed to for the next 25 years. So that was the first mindset that I, I had in mind that every time an idea came up, it was always through the filter of, could I do this for the next 25 years? So that was the first criterion I had. In the second circle, I had the immutable mindset. Now, if you don't know what immutable means, don't worry. I didn't know what it meant either. In fact, I read a book called The 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing, Great book. I didn't realize that immutable essentially means changeless. They do not change. Um, so think of it as, as, as the changeless mindset. And this, again, not an I, um, the mindset is mine, but the idea actually, uh, was, um, inspired by Jeff Bezos, who's a young man who's the founder of a, a small company called Amazon. He's doing pretty good for himself right now. And, uh, Bezos, mentioned this in an interview he was talking a reporter had asked him 
something to the effect of like, what do you see changing over the next 20, 20 years? And Bezos said, you know, I actually think a better question to ask is what do you think is not going to change over the next 20 years? And I loved that because I have seen a lot of people who hitch their caboose to ideas that are not going to be around very long. A uh, very quick example, if you're familiar with WordPress, anybody who has a website uh, or has done any, any, any work online is probably familiar with WordPress. There are a lot of people who have built businesses around creating apps for WordPress, plugins for WordPress. The problem is every time they've built a business around somebody else's business and every time WordPress does an update, then I need to update my, my plugin. Like I'm, I'm always at the mercy of, of WordPress. And so they did not build a business around something that would not change. They build a business around something that will be changed constantly because it's a software program. So I loved that idea. And I thought, that's what I want to do. I want to build a business around something that does not change. So, so that was the second thing that really shaped my behavior in terms of how I was thinking of these things. And then the third uh, circle where it um, was called the is called the blue ocean mindset was now the blue ocean mindset is actually based on a book called the blue ocean strategy and the the main concept of that book is that uh, what people should be doing is creating categories for themselves where they are not competing with anybody that what most people do when they create a business is it's um, it's a knockoff business. It's a business that a bunch of other people are doing and you're just another person competing in that business. But the problem is if it's you and a whole bunch of other people who are all doing the same thing, then people ultimately buy from the person who's the cheapest. And so it's a race to the bottom. And so um, the blue ocean strategy is this idea of creating a category, a new category that doesn't exist that you can be the leader in. And I, again, I love that idea. Um, I'll give you a quick example of a blue ocean uh, company. If you've heard of Cirque du Soleil. Now, Cirque du Soleil is essentially a combination of a circus and a ballet. And what they've done is they've taken elements of both and they've combined it into this thing that's completely original. Cirque du Soleil is not competing with anybody. And it is an amazing, amazing product that they put together. So that's, so, so that's the example of a, of a blue ocean strategy. So I put those three things together. I thought 25 year mindset. I need something that's not going to change. So that's the immutable mindset. And I need to create my own category. And what I ultimately stumbled onto was mindset. And I just, I just very quickly, I wanted to tell you how, how that came to be, how I ended up sort of realizing that mindset met the criterion for all three things that I wanted to do. So, um, the first started back when I was in the paleo space. So back in, I think, 2013, maybe 2014. Uh, I met a guy by the name of Sean Croxton, a really cool guy, was doing some amazing things in the health space. And he did a paleo summit. And he had, I think there were 23 people that he interviewed for this summit. And then he sold those interviews. I ended up being one of the uh, people that he interviewed. And when I went into the paleo space, I realized that I could not compete with anybody else. I'm 
I'm not an exercise physiologist. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a cook. Um, so I thought like I can't compete with people on that. But what I, what I thought I could compete on that nobody was doing was talking about the mindset around the paleo diet or just the diet in general. But that I could compete in because nobody – people always say mindset's important, but nobody actually goes into any kind of framework or teaching or anything else. They just say it's important. I thought I can compete in that space. And so that was the first time that I had ever positioned myself – as sort of the mindset guy, but I didn't realize that then. That was not something I realized at that time. But that was sort of the first seed that was planted. The second seed that was planted was about two years ago. So a friend of mine who I met in the uh, paleo space, his name is Kevin Cottrell, really cool guy. He's actually uh, one of the co-founders, uh, was the original co-founder of um, Paleo FX. Um, he's no longer part of it, but he was the guy that originally came up with that idea. Um, he called me a couple of years ago. He was starting a new podcast and uh, we were chatting. He said, Hey, listen, I'd like to have you on the show. Cause you know, like you're the mindset guy. And I got off that phone call. I was like, huh, the mindset guy. I had never thought of myself as the mindset guy, but I really liked that. I liked that as a label. I thought, Hmm, what if I started, what if I positioned myself as the mindset guy? So that was the second seed that was planted. And then I think the third thing where I finally had my aha moment, where all three of those ideas came together, was um, I buy physical books. And the reason I buy physical books is because I like to write down my thoughts in the margins, uh, whatever it is I'm thinking, whether it's related to the book or not. And then I like to go back through the books over the years and just flip through them and see what I wrote. And I was struck by how often I would write in books and in the margin I would say mindset reveal, meaning that whoever or whatever I was reading, they revealed something about how they thought. And that was sort of the final straw that sort of pushed me, you know, my tipping point for this. But, you know, mindset meets the three criterion that I have. I, I, first of all, I have been invested in mindset for the previous 20 years. I was always fascinated and have always been fascinated with how people think. And I was just doing that on my own. Um, so could I do that for the next 25 years? Absolutely. Like it's just, it's a natural interest of mine that I would be, I would, regardless of what I do, I am always looking to see how people think. So it met the first criterion. Absolutely. Um, is it immutable? Of course, mindsets. I mean, you can adopt new mindsets, but once you find a mindset that works, that never changes. Like the Jeff Bezos example that I gave you, that mindset is not going to change 10 years from now. Like they are always going to be committed. Oh, I actually, sorry, I don't think I mentioned um, uh, the, the, so the two things that he felt that were not going to change uh, for Amazon customers was that they would always want things at a cheaper price and they would always want fast faster delivery. Those two things will never change. Amazon will never abandon that mindset. They were always, whether it's it's five years from now or a hundred years from now, that is always going to be a mindset that they're going to have. And I thought um, when you find the right mindsets, they don't, those do not change. So I can teach things that would be timeless so uh, so mindset definitely falls into into that category as well. And then the third one um, is the blue ocean mindset. Could I, um, could I create my own category within mindset? Now, 
couple things about mindset. First of all, I, I alluded to this a little bit earlier. Um, people like to talk about mindset, and a lot of really great people will say things like, mindset's really important, and that's it. That's their, that's their teaching about mindset, is they just simply say mindset's important. But they don't go into any detail about the specific mindsets you should have, how mindset works, how you develop new mindsets, those sorts of things. And so I realized that there's an opportunity there for me to do something that no one else is doing, which is mindset design. There are no mindset designers out there. And so I could create a category for myself that I could own and that I would not be competing with anybody else. And so when I sort of put those three ideas together, when you you slot them into a Venn diagram, the magic that happens for me is all of those come together into mindset design. So um, that was sort of, that took me though, it took me about a year and a half to finally figure out what it was that I wanted to commit to. And about two months ago, I started um, I, I started having an online presence again. So I created a, a website called MindsetOS.com, uh, which is short for Mindset Operating System. And I'll talk more about that uh, in future episodes. Um, and now the next step to that is to get this show out to people. So um, I've gone through and I've sort of explained now where I'm coming from with this. I wanted to now sort of turn the focus back to you and as sort of suggest some possible takeaways for you on this. So here's the first thing that I'm going to say. This idea of a Venn diagram is a wonderful concept that you can use to creatively solve problems. You know, people always talk about, you know, how important creativity is. But again, they don't give you any tools or any direction. They just say creativity is really important. The Venn diagram is a wonderful tool to use to bring unrelated ideas together and see what those could create when you combine them all together. I'll give you a quick example of a company that has used this concept extraordinarily well. So what they did is they took the International Space Station, they combined that with a 3D printer and an internet connection and they created a company called Made in Space. I love what this company stands for. They and essentially what they do, they uh, they somehow worked out an agreement with the International Space Station. They put their uh, own 3D printers on there, so they designed 3D printers that specifically work in space. And they started the initial concept was to design. Um, components for the space station in space. So they didn't have to, you know, they didn't, they, when they needed something, you could, just, it was right there. They didn't have to call down to Earth and say, hey, we need this part. And then you got to ship it out there. Shipping's pretty expensive to space. It's not like, you know, normal, you know, mail service. It was a brilliant concept. And now they're expanding it into all sorts of things. There are more and more companies that are getting into asteroid mining and all those sorts of things. So they have positioned themselves really, really well. Um, and, and again, just three simple ideas. By the way, with the internet connection was simply uh, they had ideas for parts or whatever. They would just – they could email them up to the, uh, to the space station. So you know, do all your work down on Earth and then email them up to the space station. Uh, they use a 3D printer to print them off. You know, voila, you've got yourself, um, you know, whatever part that you need for your space station or anything else that's going on in space. So um, it is a wonderful tool that you can use. I so said you can use it to create 
um, creative ideas. If you're looking to just, if you're somebody who is looking to stand out in your space, then if you took you 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 took a Venn diagram, what could you? What three ideas could you combine together that would allow you to stand out from everybody else? I'm going to share more examples over the course of this, um, the life of this podcast that will, uh, will illustrate more of those because that's a core component for me. That one, I I love that. I use it a lot. Can also use it for problem solving. So let's say I'm just going to think off the top of my head here, but let's just say uh, let's say your marriage is uh, not quite quite where you want it. What could you like? How could you use that Venn diagram to combine three seemingly unrelated ideas together to help you create a magical marriage? Again, I'm just thinking off my head, and I'm not married, so I I, I don't even have any ideas of what you could plug in there. But you know, it it has so many amazing options, and who knows where you take that sort of thing. But it again, it's 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 all revolves around this idea of the magic of three. So that is it for today's episode. But before you go, let me leave you with two things. First, what's the one big thing you took from this show? It could be something I said, but it could also be something completely unrelated that bubbled to the surface while listening. Don't ignore your thoughts. If they clawed their way to the surface of your gray matter, then it means they're important. Acknowledge them, honor them, and act on them if possible. Second, would you consider leaving a review? If so, here's my offer. Copy your iTunes review and send it to me via email with the subject line, my iTunes review. And in return, I'm going to send you a thank you audio, which will include me reading your review out loud with my authentic real-time response of how your words have impacted me. I don't know about you, but I think that's going to be awesome. Anyhow, that's it, my friend. I have to bounce. (laughs) Listen to me trying to be one of the cool kids. Have a great rest of today. And remember, you're just one mindset away from a bigger more awesome future. I'm Dean Dwyer, and you were listening to The Mindset Show.